Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. In particular, in the sixth inning and Quas in the eighth inning really had a difficult time finishing off the hitters and for the yeah. most part they were ahead but the uh, the eight run sixth inning Auto parts. final score at Kauffman Stadium 12 10 Washington wins we check games around the American League Central the update brought to you by Price Chopper feeding your hunger Minnesota is the first place team they lost at home to Toronto tonight three to one Kevin Kiermaier hitting his fourth homer Boba shed his tenth homer. Kevin Gosman getting the win. He's three and three as Toronto wins at three one over the first place twins. The second place team in the central is Detroit. They remain two games back as they lost at home to the White Sox 12 three Andrew Vaughn a two run homer for the White Sox in their victory. Lance Lynn six innings one run as he gets the win. He's four and five on the year. So the White Sox win. So the White Sox are only five games behind first place Minnesota. Cleveland gets a win against visiting St. Louis tonight. 4-3 is Shane Bieber went six and two thirds gave up two runs gets the win he's four and three so Cleveland wins White Sox beat Detroit Minnesota falls three to one so Minnesota leads Detroit by two Cleveland by three and a half the White Sox by five in the American League Central at the moment the Royals are right back in action tomorrow afternoon a 3-10 first pitch we'd love to see you here for a 3-10 game tomorrow and don't forget a 1-10 game coming up Sunday as well and great weather throughout the weekend is Memorial Day in Kansas City so come on out and join us and tomorrow the pitchers scheduled will be Josiah Gray very talented young pitcher going for Washington and Brady Singer very talented young pitcher going for the Royals tomorrow in a 310 start and our next broadcast will be a little before that at 2 30 our pregame show and for those of you listening on our flagship station in Kansas City 610 Sports Radio stay tuned for Vern's postgame show with Josh Vernier it's also available on the Odyssey app. In the final tonight, Washington wins at 12-10. For Denny Matthews, Ryan Lefevre, and our producer engineer, Eric Guthrie, Steve Stewart saying good night from Kauffman Stadium. Kansas City Royals baseball has been brought to you by Sweet Baby Ray's Barbecue Sauce, the official barbecue sauce of the Kansas City Royals. The sauce is the boss. Cheap Metal Workers Local 2. Demand metal excellence. Capital Federal. True blue for over 125 years. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. You've been listening to Kansas City Royals baseball on the Royals radio network. This has been a presentation of Odyssey Sports. For even more coverage of your team, download the free Odyssey app and listen to your favorite stations, shows, and podcasts. Welcome in to Vern's Post Game Show. Massey not stopping at second and slides into third with a two-run triple. Here's Josh Vernier. Yeah, good evening. The final score, Washington 12, Royals 10. For the second time this season, the Royals score double-digit runs and come out on the losing end. 
Royals lose the opener to Washington and fall a season low 22 games below 500. I got a very simple question for you, Kansas City. What was that game? 913-586-7610 is our phone number. That's 913-586-7610. What was that? I mean, what was that? Um, and really who I'm, a- I'm asking, if you were one of the 16,000 in attendance tonight, what was this night? Was it? Because it was beautiful. There's no doubt about it. It was a gorgeous night at a beautiful ballpark. And as the game's going on and on Crown Vision, they're showing all of the 16,000 of you. Seemed like you guys were having a great time. I mean, they're dancing left and right. It seemed like a party in the stands, so I'm not trying to bring anybody down. I know the Royals lost, but it seems to me if you were in the building, this was a, well, you can't say a perfect game because the Royals lost. It was a perfect night. I mean, I opened up the on-deck show earlier today just in the best of moods. Sun was beating down 79 degrees at first pitch. It's a Friday night. It's a four-day weekend forthcoming. A good crowd, great energy in the ballpark throughout the game, really. Had Dick out there throwing the first pitch. It was a great first pitch. So was it a... a, a, a nice game, a fun game, an entertaining game, or was it an awful, ugly baseball game? Because I can see all sides of it. And I don't want to just sit here and lament the 37th loss of the season here in game 52. Because we've done that quite often. And more times than not, the weather isn't as great as it was tonight. So I'm I'm honestly looking to you to set the tone for this postgame show because if I'm being honest, this was an awful baseball game. Ugly, ugly baseball. Both starting pitchers, the bullpen. Are you kidding me? Josh Stalma needs 33 pitches to record three outs. Amir Garrett needs 28 pitches to record three outs. Jose Quas needs 36 pitches to record three outs. Ugly. But Bobby has four hits. Bobby's a cycle away from the, or a triple away from the cycle. Bobby hit two home runs in as many innings. And then there's the moment where he hits the three-run bomb and he is on Salvi's tail like that. I I don't know if I've ever seen someone run as hard. Forget that it was a home run. Even if it stayed in play and that was a live ball, I don't know if I've seen anyone with that type of breakneck speed that we saw from Bobby Witt Jr. on that three-run blast in the seventh inning. Drew Waters was back and playing a solid center field and coming through with a pair of knocks, scoring a pair of runs. 
Bobby's still 22. Waters is only 24. Michael Garcia is only 23, and he now has three straight multi-hit games. So maybe it was a fun game. Maybe it was an encouraging night. I don't know. You tell me. 913-586-7610. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, negative Nancy. I'm not trying to be a drip. That's why I'm I'm looking to you, Kansas City. What was that game? I've just watched too much Royals baseball this season that that, to me, goes in the ugly barrel. And yet, as I'm looking out at Kauffman Stadium, as I'm watching the diehard Royals fans that showed up to cheer on their boys in blue, you guys look like you were having a great time, so I want you to pick me up tonight. Phone lines are open, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. We're going to start off in Lee's Summit. Guy, you're hitting the leadoff tonight, buddy. What do you got following uh, the Royals' 12-10 loss to the Nationals? Yeah, thank you, Josh. Thank you. I, it's concerning to me. I felt I just felt a need to call tonight because I like the hitting. Our, yeah. This is a great hitting team. It reminds me of the 2012 uh, core that of Salvi and Eski and them. But what's concerning is we're – I think the coaching staff is leaving the pitchers in too long. It almost sets a tone. It sets a tone that, man, I don't think you can come back. Well, we can come back time and time again. I, I hope it's a learning lesson lesson for Quattaro to if a guy's if a, if a guy is off tonight, let's replace him. Let's get somebody in there because our boys are going to hit. And our boys are hitting. This core group, they're exciting. The, the hitters are exciting. I just want to see a little improvement on uh, pitching decisions. And, yeah, our, our starting pitching needs to kind of refocus. But this hitting team needs good pitching. Yeah. And let's just keep it up. And uh, well, that's all I got to say. Well, that's plenty. Appreciate I appreciate it. Thank you, Guy. Yeah, I like the 2012 comparison. In fact, I made that comparison earlier today on the On Deck Show. You go back and you, you know, if you remember the 2012 season, like obviously Guy does, Moose and Haas and Kane and Gordo and Butler and Eski and Salvi, yeah, they, they showed to be solid. They were going to fight. They weren't going to roll over. They weren't losers. They were winners but they just didn't have enough on the mound. So uh, that year, 2012, the Royals traded Jonathan Sanchez to the Rockies and brought in Jeremy Guthrie. That offseason, they signed Guthrie to an extension. They traded for Irvin Santana, and they traded for James Shields. So three trades from the midway point of 2012 until the beginning of 2013, three trades netted you Jeremy Guthrie, who threw 200 innings in 2013, Irvin Santana, who threw 200 innings in 2013, and James Shields, who threw 200 innings in 2013, not to mention Wade Davis, who ate up 100-plus innings, and we all know what kind of machine he turned into in the back end of a bullpen. 
Something similar must happen if 2024 is going to be any different. Because right now, yeah, the issue with this team, and really the issue for this team all season, has been the pitching. Bubich goes down. Lynch is yet to get started. Keller now goes down. Now, to your point about the coaching staff leaving pitchers in too long. That is the most common complaint in the history of this show, dating back to Mike Matheny, Ned Yost, and I'm sure it even predates me. It's a common complaint. Oh, the the manager left him in too long. Well, how about this, Jordan Lyles? Do your job. You have the worst ERA in Major League Baseball. You give up more home runs than anyone in Major League Baseball. The least you can do is give us six innings. You've done it once in the past month plus. I'm not blaming Matt Catraro because Jordan Lyles can't go through a lineup a third time. 76 pitches through five innings. To me, this is not on cue. Jordan Lyles, execute. Do your job. The production hasn't been there. At least the innings need to be there. Right now, Jordan Lyles is not getting the job done. He's not earning his contract. Now, I'm not saying I expected him to have a four and a half or better ERA. No, not at all. But seven, north of seven, and you've recorded an out in the fifth inning once, In the past month plus, that's inexcusable. Even if, guy, even if Matt Cotrero pulls Jordan Lyles after five innings and goes to the bullpen, who are you going to? I mean, unless we're now clamoring for Q to manage like Mike Matheny did. The guy that we couldn't wait to get rid of, Mike Matheny, who attacked every single game. He would have pulled Jordan Lyles there in the fifth and would have thrown his best relievers at the game. Royals would have lost, and the bullpen would be shot tomorrow and the next day, and the losing streak would only continue. Okay, so Q pulls Jordan Lyles after the fifth and goes to Josh Stallman, Amir Garrett, Jose Quas. Who? Because all three of those guys pitched and stunk. It's on the players. It's on the pitchers, in my opinion. Now, you want to make it even larger than that? You want to talk about the person that put these pitchers together? You want to talk about the front office? Okay, but then you have a, You need to have another conversation of how much freedom did the front office have to go out and acquire the type of pitchers that they wanted? How much money were they allotted to go out there and sign the type of pitchers that they desired. Furthermore, the pitchers that they desired, were they able to attract them to Kansas City? You know, guys that I wanted last offseason, Sean Manaya, Nate Evaldi, Kyle Gibson. They went to San Francisco, Texas, and Baltimore, respectively. I believe two of those teams are in first place. It's not easy to acquire free agent pitching both uh, money-wise, monetarily, right? The average year of a free agent starting pitcher is running about $17 million per year. Hard to pay that, it seems, here in Kansas City, A. 
And then B, it's hard to attract people to come here when it certainly appeared from the outset that we were staring down the barrel of another 90-loss season. I hope it's only a 90-loss season. Royals lose tonight 12-10, the final score. Guy, way to get us started. Nice job. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. Let's go to Jude in Olathe. Jude, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, first off, I just got to say, I mean, heck of a game by Bobby. I mean, four for five, that's just crazy. But, I I mean, this bullpen might be the worst Royals bullpen I have seen in my life. It is just, we have no one. Absolutely. And then the starting pitcher as well, it's just, Lyle has got to go more than five. It's just, it's unacceptable at this point. And Cochero, he's making bonehead decisions out there. Like and what? He's just looking. Like, like what? leaving the starter and Leaving the starters in way too long. You just said that Lyles needs to go more than five. For sure. <laughs> so what are you talking about? It's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, man. Yeah, all right. I got you. Thanks for the phone call, buddy. 913-586-7610. Let's go to Cole in Manhattan. You're on 610 Sports Radio as the Royals fall to 15-37. and 37. Go ahead. Uh, Vern, the last time I called in, I can specifically remember talking about culture. And I was at the game tonight, the second game I've been to this year. Um, I just really struggle with the culture of this organization right now. You talked about all the fans having a great time. And and the one thing that I noticed from being at the game was when the Nationals hit a double, when they score six runs and they score eight runs, there's no fans in the stands that really get that frustrated. Nobody really says anything. It's just kind of expected. It's kind of this, this ap- apathetic attitude that I think Royals fans, and, and rightfully so, uh, have, have just been beaten down for so for these past, you know, however many years. And, and I feel like that's kind of carried over and onto the team. And I made the comment to my dad, who I was at the game with, I just feel like I feel so bad for some of these young players that there isn't the pitching that's around them. Yeah. So that's the first thing that, that I noticed. The second thing, and I want to get your thoughts on, Quattrero in the postgame press conference said Jordan Lyles earned the right. And, and we sit here talking about uh, he, he needs to do his job better and some people want to take him out or whatever. But what, however you look at it, you cannot sit here and tell me that he's earned anything. He has not earned anything. I, that really, I really, really struggled with that comment. Mm. And um, I, again, I think that just kind of goes to the culture. And I just, there's some worrisome signs for me from um, from from the staff right now. And I know it's not easy. I know that they're not exactly given the best. But it's just, I really struggle with that comment. And I just hope that the apathy can turn around because these young hitters are so exciting to watch. They make it fun to go out to the ballpark on a terrible team. You know, you have four or five guys in the lineup at any given time that can do something special. And that's what makes me a Royals fan. And I just hope that they can find a way to turn it around. Yeah, way to go. Great phone call. Appreciate it. Uh, a few things I want to touch on to what, do you, what you had to say there. Um, I share your concern as far as the young hitters. In fact, sitting up here in the press box during the game, I mentioned to Annie Rogers of MLB.com. I mentioned how a guy like Vinny Pasquantino, I know he would never verbalize this in front of a camera or a microphone because he is a fantastic teammate and a real leader in that clubhouse. 
but he's also a winner, right? The undeniable Vinny Pasquantino, one for five tonight with a single in the eighth inning. Inside, and this is my opinion, okay? This is my, just my belief. Knowing Vinny Pasquantino and what drives him. Same with a guy like Brady Singer. And I've made this point in the past about Brady Singer. And what it reminds me of, my, my, my concern with these young hitters, and I hate to make a football analogy, but I always think of those early 2000 Tampa Bay Buccaneers that were led by Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks and John Lynch and Rondé Barber and that great defense that ultimately ended up winning a Super Bowl. Remember during the regular season, those teams inside that locker room, it would turn into defense against offense. Right? Warren Sapp taking pot shots at Trent Dilfer and calling out Sean King and whoever else they had on the offense, Brad Johnson. You don't want those negative thoughts to infiltrate the mind of these young hitters. You don't want Vinny or Bobby or MJ or Waters or Prado, and there's so many, Massey and Garcia. You don't want them thinking, if it wasn't for those lousy pitchers, we'd be good. I'd be successful. I'd be on a winner. You don't want animosity to fester, to grow, to build inside of that clubhouse. Now, that's the job of the coaching staff to eliminate and eradicate that issue if it does indeed show up at any point. But to make the comparison again to 2012, I think that's what the front office did so well that offseason, was recognize if we don't properly supply Mike Moustakis and Eric Hosmer with pitching, if we don't give Salvador Perez and Lorenzo Cain and Alcides Escobar the belief that we can win with our pitching, they're going down the drain. Their careers may never be the same. They might turn into losers, self-involved, self-centered, focused solely on their individual numbers rather than the betterment of the team. And I think we could all understand how that could happen to a young hitter who all of a sudden says, hey, you know what? You know, if it's Moose and Haas back in 2012 or if it's Vinny and Bobby now, you can understand when you're young and immature, you start pointing fingers. And, man, I'm surrounded by losers. A, I need to get out of here as soon as I can. And, B, I need to focus on me, getting mine getting my money, getting my numbers, and getting out of here. You don't want that loser mentality, that loser thought process, which is what that is. Right, they bring in Shields and Santana and Guthrie, and they start focusing on the team, and we're going to do this together, and we're all, pull, we're all tugging on the same end of the rope. Before the losing mentality could infiltrate their minds, they became a ball club that even when the hitters went through slumps, They still had a chance to win because the guy taking the ball was giving you a chance. Right now in this rotation, who's giving you a chance every time they take the ball? Granke? Yes. And that's it. Zach Granke's giving you a chance to win in 10 of his 11 starts. The Royals have lost all 11 of Jordan Lyle starts. 
including tonight, 12-10, the final score. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. Let's head out to Liberty. Jared, you're next up on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. Yeah, Vern, it's it's kind of interesting to me. I think a lot of people complain about coaching decisions, all of this. Well, first of all, Contrero walked in, really didn't know what he was dealing with. And I think part of the issue with the front office is they didn't really know what they were dealing with either. This is kind of a prove-it season almost for some of those young hitters. Mm -hmm. They had a rookie year. They looked good. Let's see how they do the second year. Mm -hmm. And from a business perspective, are you going to dump in a ton of money to pitchers when you don't even know if your offense is going to be good? Great point. And so I think in some way this was a prove-it season of, hey, okay, can we build something off of these young hitters that we have? And then next year, okay, let's go out and spend some money. Let's spend some pitching. These guys can hit. So for me, you know, you asked, why is this encouraging? Well, you saw your young guys step up tonight and hit the ball. I mean, Bobby Witt having four hits is great to see. And, you know, him moving out of the the leadoff spot, they're kind of figuring some things out. They're going, okay, where are these guys going to be successful? So that way next year, okay, we know they're going to be successful here. Let's invest in the other side of the ball to give everyone a chance to win. And I just think uh, you knew it was going to be a bad year. Um, Jordan Lyles is getting paid to eat innings. He's not doing that, and he's not doing his job. So something needs to be done about that. But, I mean, you had to go into it going, this is a prove-it year. Um, Are we going to be good at all? Uh, Are these young guys any good that we're bringing over from more? If not, okay, you know, we got to figure something out. And so I just think you got to be patient. Wow, yeah, terrific phone call. It's almost as if you're in the meetings with J.J. Piccolo and John Sherman because you are on the money, 100%. Great phone call. Uh, Yeah, you you call it a prove-it season. The team's calling it an evaluation season. But everything you just heard Jared say, there is no argument. He's right. He's right about this season, and he's right about Jordan Lyles. You know, to go back to the previous caller who asked how, you know, earned the right, how, how can Q say that Jordan Lyles earned the right to go back out there in the sixth inning? A, Q is always going to get his players backs. All managers are going to fall on the sword for their players, for their organization, for their bosses. In my opinion, when Q says that Jordan Lyles has earned the right, yeah, he's talking about his decade plus in the big leagues, sure. And his... eating up 180-some-odd innings over the past few seasons. Yeah, he's, he's pointing to his track record, A, but he's also, in my opinion, pointing to we signed him to a two-year, $17 million deal to give us that sixth inning. We're paying him to go out there and either win us the game or lose us the game by getting through that sixth inning. So, yeah, do I wish the Royals won? Yeah, I do. I wish they were 16 and 36, but instead they're 15 and 37. The decision to put Lyles back out there in the sixth inning, in the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter. When Q says he's earned the right, he's tipping his cap to this 
32-year-old's big league career and what he's already done, but he's also acknowledging that I don't know if we have anyone else that we send out for that sixth inning. That's, that's not Granky. Certainly hasn't been Singer. Lynch is yet to show up. And I don't know who else is in the rotation. But you're right. I mean, and, and, and Jared, to go back to your prove-it season, it, it, it comes back to my theme for the season, my analogy for the season, the campfire. You know, the, 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 the campfire, the, the genesis of the campfire was... We believe we have something here, right? We all believed that this organization had something coming into the season when it came to Salvi and Bobby and Vinny and MJ. Right? Little embers burning. They didn't know what else. Did they surround them with enough? Pitching-wise, coaching-wise. Yeah, you brought in some coaches from Tampa, from Cleveland, that you thought could help jumpstart this fire. Maybe turn those embers into a small little fire. Maybe that turns into a blaze if you surround it with proper kindling. Lyles and Chapman, Massey and Prado, Waters and Michael Garcia. Is that enough? Uh, and, and where's the spark coming from? Because it all looked good. You know, you, you, you have all the... Uh, you have the aesthetics of what could be a true blaze, right? A, a campfire that could warm us all summer long. It will bring people from all around the Midwest. You got to come to the campfire. You got to check out Kauffman Stadium and see what Bobby and MJ, what Vinny and Brady and what, the, what, what, what this team is doing. But did they surround them with enough? And where's the spark coming from? Because here we are now 52 games into the season and they're yet to light this campfire. So it's really just people like you and I sitting around waiting, going, Q, can you get it started? Brian Sweeney, how about you? Uh, Drew Waters, can you do it? Michael Garcia, who's going to start this campfire? Because I'm starting to get cold. It's rather damp out here. And you know what? I might just head home. So my thought was, if over the course of these 162 games, we're able to get this fire started, and, and we start to attract a crowd to Kauffman Stadium. And this, those, those burning embers turn into a true blaze. Well, then, yeah, to your point, Jared, I think J.J. Piccolo and John Sherman pour some gas on this fire at season's end. And then we got something special in 2024. Unless... This evaluation season, this prove-it season, as you called it, unless it comes back with more thumbs down than thumbs up, you didn't surround Bobby and MJ and Vinny and Salvi with enough. Uh, No one was able to provide the spark. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It, It does make sense. That John Sherman, that J.J. Piccola would say, you know what, I don't know if I'm willing to back up the Brinks truck for a few big-name free agent pitchers because if it turns out that Prado and Massey, they're good players, but they're not complimentary, they're not championship players. If it turns out that, you know what, MJ wasn't a burning ember. Turns out that Drew Waters isn't that $100 million player down the line. Well, then suddenly... You spent a lot of money 
to win 72 games. They didn't spend a lot of money this offseason, and they still could somehow get close to 70 wins. No, I understand, and if I was in J.J. or John Sherman's shoes, I probably would do the exact same thing. I would want an evaluation season. I would want to know if we have a good enough offense to supply it with that type of pitching, the amount of money that it would take to bring in that type of pitching. I'd like to find that out. And I think over the first 52 games, the answer heading into this offseason, this trade deadline is get them pitching or they're going to turn, turn into losers. Make those trades. Bring in that Guthrie, that Irvin Santana. And if you can, find that James Shields. Royals lose 12-10. to 10. Phone lines are open for you. What was that game? Fun? Encouraging? Just a beautiful night at the ballpark? Just a beautiful game? Or was it an awful game? Nine walks. 15th time this season the Royals have allowed eight or more runs. Was it an ugly game? 913-586-7610. We go back to the phone calls. We talk with Ty in Sedalia. Ty, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. What's up? Well, I guess we can't spell Jordan Lyles without the letter L because all we do is take losses when he's on the mound I actually had faith when he was after that fifth inning after it was a 2-1 game I actually had faith in him but then that sixth inning happened and I lost all faith I've seen during the season that going through third time through the order Macquinchero has decided to pull Zach Granke very early he could have done that here with Jordan Lyles and that could have saved this game and who knows if we would have seen all these runs. And Josh yeah, what, Stallman, what about this game? What, what, what about this game tells you if he pulls Jordan Lyles in the fifth, Royals win? Well, we've seen the last couple of starts. Jordan Lyles has not fared well in the third time through the order. He's done the same thing with Zach Granke. It's, it's worked out. If he would have done the same thing with Jordan Lyles, who knows? We may not have seen this offensive explosion for Washington. We could have seen a different pitcher come out. Now, we probably would have saw Josh Dalmont still, but who knows? It could have been a different outcome. We might not have seen all these runs come out. We could have still kept that lead. The bullpen gave up more runs than Jordan Lyles did. Yeah, but you still never know what's going to happen if you take him out. Okay, well, there. then you don't, you don't know that anything good would have happened. Yeah, you don't know if anything good's going to happen either. Right. But also, I want to point out also to continue on J- Josh Stalmont coming in, allowing those four runs. We got to question why he was he even he was out there that long. Jose Quas comes out there, he allows a ton of runs. Why is he out there that far? All right. Amir Garrett allows because they're on the team. All right. Thanks for the phone call, Ty. Guys, what are we doing here? So you don't want Lyles to go back out in the fifth. You don't want to see Garrett, Stalmont, or Quas. So basically, you want Mike Matheny back. I'm not trying to take a shot at Mike Matheny. I got nothing against him. But you want Q to manage the way that Mike Matheny did, which is attack every single win at all cost. You're 22 games below 500. How about this? Throw strikes. Do your job. Earn your money. Earn the paycheck. Go six innings. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, 
he, he pulled Zach Granke after the fifth. First of all, Granke has a say in when Granke comes out. And B, Granke is seven years older than Jordan Lyles. Granke, his job is to give you five innings and a chance to win. And he's done it in more than 90% of his starts. So the way they're handling Granky's working, right? Jordan Lyle's job is to eat up innings, and he's not doing that. Now you're losing with whoever takes the mound. You're 22 games below 500. The least somebody can do is eat up innings to help us through what appears to be a pretty awful march through the summer right now. Royals lose 12 to 10. We'll get back to your phone calls right after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio. Is swung on and lined to left field and deep and gone into the Washington bullpen on a 1-2 pitch. That was the first of two home runs from Bobby Witt Jr. That was number eight. A 1-2 slider down and in. He golfs it 416 feet, as Ryan Lefevre just told you, into the Nationals bullpen. 107 miles per hour off of the bats. Cut the Washington lead to six. 9-3 after Bobby's leadoff homer there in the sixth inning. Bobby would homer in the very next inning. A three-run blast with one out in the seventh made it a one-run game. Royals put up five in the seventh inning. Unfortunately, the Nationals would score three in the eighth. Royals would score two more in the eighth. It was just a wild, wild game. And unfortunately, it ends the way that so many of them have ended this year with a Royals loss. 12-10, the final score. I'm curious, what was that game to you? If you were in the building, it seemed like an entertaining game. A beautiful game. Certainly a beautiful night. Bobby with four hits. Salvi drives in three runs. Drew Waters makes his debut and scores a pair of runs. Michael Garcia with another multi-hit night. So maybe it was an encouraging game. But nine walks and 12 runs allowed on 15 hits. And in the biggest spots, 
Uh, MJ, man, what a what a rough strikeout there in the eighth inning. Royals down by two runners on the corners with two outs. MJ Melendez could have served as the game-winning run there in the eighth inning. Two on, two outs, and he goes down swinging through a slider that never even flirted with the strike zone. Looked like MJ was gripping it a little tight, trying to do a little bit too much there in the biggest of spots. So what was this game? I ask you. Phone lines are open. The text line is there as well. 913-586-7610. From the Jay Southland Tow Service text line, Alex writes in, not surprising is what that night was, Vern. From the 816, Riley and Lottawana. Bobby Witt Jr. looks like a different hitter out of the leadoff spot. Bobby moved out of the leadoff spot in the series against Detroit. Monday, he was dropped to the sixth spot, went 0 for 4. Tuesday, hit in the cleanup spot, and after starting 0 for 2, lays down that bunt, his first ever bunt hit as a big leaguer, And since then, since that bunt hit Tuesday in the fifth inning, Bobby Witt Jr. is 3 for 6, 7 for 11. So 7 for 11 in the cleanup spot. Yeah, has it um, taken some pressure off of him? I don't know. You know what? Let's hear what Bobby Witt Jr. had to say after his four hit nights. Four for five. He scores three runs. He drives in five. He had this to say afterward on Bally Sports Kansas City. I felt good. I'm um, just kind of getting things going. And so, um, yeah, just felt good. Just ready to kind of get things rolling for sure. Your offense being able to come back um, like you guys did, what, what does that say about your lineup? Yeah, I think it shows we've done, I think, a bunch of games this year that we're, we're always going to keep fighting, keep fighting, and uh, that's just kind of how we are. We're just going to keep grinding ABs and keep putting together things, and then that's how he's going to do his thing in the moments, and just we're going to kind of try to follow up after him and keep doing that. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I couldn't tell what happened there if the ball went out or not. Just started running. Did you have to like intentionally slow down when you saw him? Like you, 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 you see that it was a homer first. Uh, yeah, I started slowing down once ever. Kind of saw that it was a homer. So, yeah. What went into the double steal in the fourth inning right there? You said you kind of have a green light. What did you see just to make Yeah, just kind of timing it up a couple pitches and then thought the time was right. Um, and so I was able to kind of get that and uh, MJ followed along and got a bag too, so it was good. Uh, yeah. First homer, uh, not that far off the ground. What goes into that approach and hitting that, that pitch? Just being able to kind of see it out of the hand, be on time, and just be able to try to put the barrel on the ball. Because once you do that, it just goes. That's kind of the name of the game. Just put the bat on the ball and let everything else happen. And just whatever. Can't really control too much after that. Bobby Wood Jr. responsible for six of the Royals' ten runs. As an infield single in the first, a leadoff double in the fourth, he steals third base, forcing an errant throw from the Nationals catcher, and then he just trots home. Solo home run to lead off the sixth, three-run bomb in the seventh, and an RBI fielder's choice in the eighth inning. Bobby matches a career high with four hits, has his second career multi-home run game, and my game notes are brought to you by Jay's Southland Toe Service. Bobby becoming the fourth player in team history 
with two home runs and a stolen base in the same game, joining Bo Jackson, Carlos Beltran, and Mike Avilas. Royals lose, though, 12-10, the final score. Let's go back to the phone calls. 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. We go to John in Raytown. John, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, John, you still there? You you set the phone down? Yeah, all right, John. John, you're really screwing us all with that. Let's go to Chris in Lee Summit. Let's see if he's paying attention on this Friday night. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I'm paying attention. There you go, buddy. There you go. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, what is it, this game? To me, it, I, it's one word, demoralizing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know that pitching is an issue, and we know this is an evaluation season, but what I worry about the most is these young kids getting in their heads like I think MJ Melendez might have been mm-hmm. when trying to do too much at the, at the wrong time, I mean, the right time, but he's trying to do too much because we're scoring 10 runs and we're giving up 13. I mean, it, 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 it seems like no matter what, these kids eventually, if we don't start winning some games or figuring out a way to at least make them competitive, they're going to, to get out of their way and start doing too much. And then eventually it's just going to be demoralizing for them. For us as a fan, you know, they want us to spend so much money and move this ballpark and, and try to put so much into the city. But when we can't even put a competitive game together, it's demoralizing for us to be a part of. So the key word for me would be just demoralizing because, like you said, you know, who do you go to? I mean, outside of if you take Chapman and Grinky and put them aside, we don't have a guy that you can say, I'm going to this guy in this inning in this situation and he's going to get it done. And that's what the problem is. It doesn't matter if it's in the starting rotation. It doesn't matter if it's in the middle relief or even at the end. It's hard to to put that together and say, okay, I know today is going to be a competitive day because I look at this, and, and as I've been going through the season, it just seems like I'm expecting at some point one of these guys to give up two or three home runs, and then we're down five five runs. Yeah. So. It makes it demoralizing, and and I don't know. Maybe what do we do? We get Mike Mayers out of the out of the minor leagues. Do we go and get Michael Walker off the free agent tracker? I mean, we got to get something done. And I understand that once again, it's evaluation season. But how long are we going to allow this to go before it affects the minds of a 22 year old, 23 year old, 24 year old, you know, first, second, third year player? I don't want them to get in their heads to make it look like, oh, we have to put up 10, 15 runs to have a chance. Right, right. Oh, it's a fantastic phone call, Chris. Thank you very much. Hope to hear from you more often as this season progresses. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. I'd put Scott Barlow. I'd put Barlow in that group with Granke and Chapman of, I feel comfortable. I know what I'm going to get from him in a specific spot. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah to, to, to your overall point, I'm with you 100%, especially about MJ Melendez. I mean, if you're MJ standing there in the box, two on, two outs, down by two, you've watched your pitching staff give it up over and over and over again. Yeah, you're thinking, if I don't hit a three-run home run right here, we're definitely going to lose. Here's the thing, Chris, as you were uh, making your – terrific points you know the thing that I and I still believe 
in Brady Singer. Still a big fan of Brady Singer. Still very happy that the Royals drafted him and very happy that he's going to be in Kansas City for years to come. But last year, how often did we, how often did I sit right here and say, Brady Singer, save us, Brady Singer, you're our only hope. Right, Singer on the hill tomorrow. He squares off with Josiah Gray. It's a 310 first pitch. I'll be on the air with the On Deck Show starting at 2 o'clock. I'll also have a pair of tickets for you to win uh, to see Shohei and Mike Trout come to Kauffman Stadium on Father's Day. So make sure you're listening tomorrow right around 2.15 for your chance to win those tickets. But Brady Singer last year turned into a thing that ball players or talking heads in baseball call win day. James Shields was win day in 13 and 14. The day where a ball player or a bozo like me that covers the team, when you're driving to the ballpark, you know if we can just scratch across a couple runs, two, maybe three, we're going to win the game because the boss is on the hill. Shields, Duffy had flashes, Ventura had moments, Edinson Volquez had his year. Brady Singer was that guy last year where if Salvi's driving to the ballpark, he knows I don't need to carry us tonight. Sure, I got to carry us in every other game, but Brady's pitching tonight. If I just do my job, make all the routine plays defensively, and just take what the pitcher's given me, we're going to win this game because that dude's on the hill. To your point, Chris, you don't want MJ and Bobby and Vinny and Massey and Garcia and Waters and Prado. You don't want these 25 and under ball players driving to the ballpark going, we got to score 10 runs. We got to score seven runs or we're not going to win. Because you know what happens when you think I got to score seven runs? You start trying to hit five run home runs and they don't exist. You know what you don't do when you think we got to score seven runs? You don't go to the opposite field. And that's how you win. By passing the baton, by doing your job, by executing what is required of you in that particular at-bat. Fantastic phone call. Very legitimate concern. Let's go to Brendan in Olathe. You're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, um... I I went to the game tonight, um, and I gotta say I kind of take exception with this. I thought I thought it was uh, it was a, it was a thrilling experience, and I think people's concerns. I, well, I understand them. I think they're a little overblown um, here, especially when it comes to the coaching staff and mm-hmm. Quartrero. I it's he's literally been the the manager for two months. Right. He's experimenting. He's he is conducting a a a team that is rehearsing its players for future success, and I think he's doing it in the perfect way possible. I think that there is not a manager on earth that could do to this pitching staff what these people want him to do. <laughs> um, I, I, Whitey Herzog couldn't do it. I mean, right. it's 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 just not possible. Um, and I'm even kind of 
tentatively excited about this pitching staff because Chapman was a guy that the Yankees were more than happy to let go of. And, and they, they sent him home, him, yeah. They just said, get yeah, out of here. We don't even want you. They're turning him back into a closer again. They, Bubich looked great in his first three starts. Granted, not a great sample size, but still, like, still, there, yeah. there are some results to be optimistic about. I think what you said earlier about the the 2012 offseason moves and, and replicating that, I, I mean, there is no best-case scenario. But we, what we saw tonight is a showcase of the future stars of our team. Um, and, like, and, and – and let's be honest, like at this point, what is one loss going to do? It's going right. to give us a little bit better odds to get a great pick. And, and you know, we haven't had great history in the past, but law of averages says we're going to get better eventually. Right. right. Um, so, no, I, I don't think there's I, – I understand people's frustration, but in the grand scheme of things, when you, when you zoom out a little bit, I think, I think this culture of our, our franchise is taking some quality turns. And I, I, I don't I, – I think – the brighter days are are closer than we think they are. Love it. Just love personally. it. No, no. Hey, appreciate the phone call. Uh, th- th- and this is Brendan. Terrific phone call. And I, I don't disagree with anything that 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 you said. This is why I'm, I, I wanted to have a, a very open question tonight. Just what was that game? What was it to you? Because I can see. All angles of it. You know, the, the text line, getting all sorts of different responses. And I can understand those of you that think it was an ugly game, an awful game, a predictable game, a thrilling game, a fun game, a beautiful game. Because it was all of those things. It really just matters in how you're viewing this season. Now, I struggle with it as well. You know, because there are times where I get so focused in on that, on those nine innings, on that particular game. And, yeah, that can be frustrating. But then, as you said, you, you, you take a step back, you look big picture, and, yeah, Bobby had four hits and looked dialed in. You know, Salvi just continues to bring the same type of energy, the same type of uh, leadership, focus that you would ask for from your possible future Hall of Famer. You can see the care in a Vinny Pasquantino, the desire of a MJ Melendez, the ability of a Drew Waters, the untapped potential of a Michael Garcia. I'm with you. Great phone call. Opens up a line for you, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. Royals drop game one to the Nationals, 12-10 the final score. We'll get back to your thoughts right after this. Burns Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio. Now, I also have a rather stomach-turning statistic to pass along. This courtesy of uh, some statistic, the official Twitter page for Stats Performs. I don't know. I retweeted it, so I gave him love. But Bobby Witt Jr. is the only Major League Baseball player to notch four hits 
two homers, drive in five runs, steal a base, and lose the game. I don't mean the only player this season to do all of those things and lose. I mean the first big leaguer to do all of those things and lose since RBI became an official stat back in 1920. So in 103 years, the only person to have four hits, two homers, drive in five and steal a base and lose the game is our boy, Bobby Witt Jr. I mean, it's impressive what he did. It's unbelievable what he did. Uh, 913-586-7610, Royals lose 12 to 10. Let's head back inside the Royals clubhouse and hear what Jordan Lyles had to say. Lyles, who following his five innings and five runs, five runs on six hits, three walks, and a pair of strikeouts. Following his five innings of work, his ERA, uh, I don't want to say balloon, but it went up. It didn't really balloon. It was 7.17 coming into the day, and it's now 7.3. Bottom line, he's given up more home runs than anyone in the sport. His ERA is as high as anyone in the sport, and he's not top 20 in Major League Baseball when it comes to innings pitch. So bottom line, he's not doing his job. Let's hear what he had to say after the game to Bally Sports, Kansas City. To uh, Garcia, um, he had a heck of a night. Uh, what was it five, six hits? Um, double there. Then, um, then uh, the next hitter just left us a, a, a slider that didn't didn't do much, and I just left on the inner half of the plate, and he, he ripped it for a double. Um, and then uh, had a little battle, and ended up walking the next guy. Um, and then Dickerson. Just uh, another battle, 3-2, and uh, tried to go uh, outer half, and I just yanked it for 3-2, and he made a, uh, a good, quick swing on it, and it went over his fence. you feel good about um, going out there at 76 pitches? I mean, it seemed like you were... Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and plus, I think I think we just scored two right there, so we took the lead up 2-1. Um, I, yeah, I felt good. Uh, I wanted to, to scratch out uh, not just a six, but another seven. Um, and uh, try to get our offense back in there. Uh, Bobby was swinging it really good, but during the time I was still out there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just uh, got got away from us really quick. Um, and uh, it was it was tough to get three outs in that in that sixth inning for us. Yeah, Jordan Lyles takes the loss. He's now 0 and 9 on the season. The Royals are 0 and 11 in his starts. Thanks to Annie Rogers of MLB.com for supplying the questions. Let's go to Dan and KCK. Dan, you're on the postgame show. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, Josh, how you doing? Yeah, fun night. Yeah, Bobby with a career high five RBIs and Sally driving in three. And I, I agree, uh, Josh. I think uh, Cotero did the right thing. The lady, it was a, yeah, a lot job to get out of the sixth inning. Get, just get out of the sixth or go, I'll try to go seven. You know, that's why he's getting the pay to do. And uh, I understand the frustration of the fans, but it's going to come around. And, you know, I think a team meeting, like, you know, Salvi and Matt Duffy, they're veterans. And they can have a team meeting or something. I remember 2014 when uh, Abanias, I had that team meeting at Chicago and they were 50 and 50. They just took off. So anything could happen, though. So take care of yourself, Josh. Let's yeah, go that tomorrow. team was 50 and 50, though. That team was 50 and 50. That's 500. This team's 22 games below 500. 
And I'm sure Matt Duffy could stand up and say something profound. So could Salvi or Zach Granke. Uh, but the thing is, after Raul Labanez made that speech, guys like uh, James Shields and Jordano Ventura, Danny Duffy and Jeremy Guthrie took the hill and gave you a chance to win. And Duffy can get up there and say whatever he wants, but if Brady Singer doesn't go out there tomorrow and give you a strong six inning, it's, it's, it's all words. It's all for naught. But yeah, it's Brady Singer tomorrow as he squares off with fellow right-hander Josiah Gray. It's a 310 first pitch, and I'll be on the air with the On Deck Show starting at 2 o'clock as the Royals try and even up this two-game set with the Washington Nationals. Look, a righty on the mound, you got to think that the lineup is going to consist of all kids and Salvi. Prado and Massey, Bobby and Waters, Michael Garcia and Vinny Pasquantino and MJ Melendez. Brady's on the hill. It's going to be a fun day at the K. I hope to see you out there. I'm excited for it. I'm always excited to watch Brady Singer. Blake Schneiders, how about the job he did on the board? Wonderful. You've been listening to Vern's post-game show. Diving is MJ Melendez. Did he make that catch? He did! Check out the All Things Vern channel on 610sports.com and the Odyssey app to stay up to date with your boys in blue. And a swing and a miss. He struck him out with a fastball. Seventh strikeout for Daniel Lynch. On your home of the Royals, 610 Sports Radio. We now take you back to regularly scheduled programming. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.